If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to our first tale of what. This story is brought to us by that pickled slice of insanity, Mr. Douglas Hackle. Douglas is a bona fide absurdist and will do the reverse just about anything, be it logic, abstract concepts, or words themselves, into wonderfully inventive nonsense. And I don't mean that derivatively. His nonsense is what I love about the bizarro genre. I first read his work in the Bizarro Starter Kit, Red, which I'd recommend for you to check out, but also go grab Douglas's latest novel, Terror and Mannequin, and be sure to head over to his blog, douglashackle.wordpress.com. The story that he's offered up for us today is Terra Sardines in Terra Sauce, and it's fun, insane, and I believe, genuinely, it will make you a better negotiator, I think. And the episode is narrated by the lovely and always incredible and absolutely courageous Persephone Rose of the Emperor Pigs podcast. So strap your brain in because it may genuinely slip out of your skull if you're not careful. And remember to always, always read the label. Terror Sardines in Terror Sauce. Written by Douglas Hackle. Narrated by Persephone Rose. Please! Don't fucking open me up like a can of sardines! I cried as a can of sardines began to open me up like a can of sardines. I had just arrived back at my apartment after fleeing Terror Town, where I was to be tortured, executed, and devoured by a variety of unspeakable terrors. Having escaped that fabled nightmare necropolis on foot and traveled many miles to get home, I was quite famished. At a cost of 85 cents, that can of sardines was the only thing I could afford when I stopped at the corner store at the end of my street shortly after I stumbled into town. Unfortunately, that can of sardines had turned on me when I tried to open it back at my digs. Turns out it was no ordinary can of sardines. It was a can of terror sardines. See, in my rush to get home, I'd barely glanced at the label on the can when I'd purchased it, thinking it had read, Sardines and Mustard Sauce, a product of Spain. Now I could see that the label clearly read, 
Terror Sardines in Terror Sauce, a product of Terror Town. How had I made such a stupid mistake? And you thought you could escape us! We, the Terrors of Terror Town! The can of Terror Sardines said from its perch on my sternum. Fool! Now you will learn what pain is! It's terror time, motherfucker! For my part, I lay supine on the kitchen floor, pinned and paralyzed by the thing's unholy terror magic as it dug into the flesh beneath my collarbone with invisible hands and began to pull me open like a can of sardines. Let me tell you something. It sucked a big, fat, sweet, spiked, sky-blue dick to be opened up like a can of sardines by a can of terror sardines especially considering I had just narrowly evaded the unpitying persecution of Terror Clown, Terror Mime, Terror Man, and Terror Marionette, not to mention the unmentionable and sundry torments of Terror Mouse, Terror Thing, Terror Child, Terror Tot, and Terror Anvil back in Terror Town. I watched helplessly as the damned thing rolled back the skin, bat, flesh, and bone that formed the outermost layers of my chest to expose my upper internal organs, wishing I had just stayed in Terror Town to die. See, to have the likes of Terror Clown devour you, shit you out, and then resurrect you only to repeat that process 17,000 times in a row sounded like a horrible enough fate, sure. But at least there was a certain degree of dignity in going out like that and knowing that you were being tormented and destroyed by none other than the great Terror Clown himself. Similarly, to have the one and only Terror Mouse burrow into your body to devour all your internal pieces and parts, save your still-functioning, suffering brain, effectively reducing you to a human skin suit filled with Terror Mouse shit, was a death that was not without a certain amount of honor. But to be opened up, like a can of sardines, by a can of terror sardines in terror sauce? Where was the dignity in that? Terror sardines and terror sauce were one of the least respected terrors of Terror Town. Indeed, they were no more than a snack occasionally consumed by the town's most terrifying and infamous denizens when nothing better was available to snack on. In fact, the only things lower than terror sardines in the rigid social hierarchy of Terror Town were terror maggots and terror algae. Hence, death by terror sardines was considered a most ignoble death, even if those terror sardines were marinated in terror sauce. Still, despite my predicament, all hope was not lost. Luckily, I remembered that of all the terrors of Terror Town, Terror Sardines were one of the least intelligent, only slightly brighter than lowly Terror Maggots and Terror Algae. Maybe, I thought, I could outsmart this fucking thing. Hey, before you finish pulling me open and killing me, I said, would it be okay if I requested a last meal? With my expanding, contracting lungs and beating heart now visible through the gaping hole in my mortal coil, the can stopped unfurling my chest. Last meal, it said. <laughs> what do you think this is, pal? Do you think the traditions of your prison system apply to this situation? More to the point, do you think I'm capable of showing even one teeny tiny shred of mercy? <laughs> okay, buddy. 
I'll grant you your last meal. <laughs> I'll even cook it myself. What do you want? How about filet mignon? Lobster, maybe? Hey, why not both? A little surf and turf, huh? <laughs> How about truffles stuffed with a fucking caviar for appetizer? <laughs> hey, I tell you what, fuckface. How about I arrange a conjugal visit for you with Scarlett Johansson while you're waiting for me to boil you a fucking big fat red lobster, huh? <laughs> Please, I don't want anything fancy. In fact, you wouldn't even have to go anywhere to get me what I want. See, for my last meal, all I really want is to try terror sardines in terror sauce. I've never had them before. What? The can blurted in disbelief. You've never had terror sardines in terror sauce? Shit, son. You haven't lived until you've had terror sardines in terror sauce. Why, there's nothing better to eat on this rotten planet. Really? I heard they were just okay. Just okay, the can said, now as indignant as it was incredulous. It shook me vigorously with its invisible grip, giving me whiplash and thumping the back of my head against the floor tiles. Just okay, my sweet little tin ass! I'm about to give you the best damn last meal a sorry ass almost dead motherfucker ever had! I watched as the old-fashioned key attached to the can's lid began to rotate, and just as the airtight seal of the lid broke with the metallic pop, my ears captured beautiful violin music emanating from within. The lid peeled back to reveal the tightly packed terror sardines inside, twelve in all. The things were essentially zombie sardines with X's for eyes, some little more than comb-like skeletons. They were all thickly coated in terror sauce, a sentient, transparent, goopy ectoplasmic jelly in which hundreds of beady little eyes swam about like black spermatozoa sans tails. Every can of terror sardines contained at least one normal, non-terror sardine, a slave sardine that the others could torment whenever they became bored in the dark, confined space that was their home. Not only did these slave sardines endure regular beatings from the terror sardines, they were also obligated to entertain their masters. As such, the terror sardines only enslaved sardines who could play musical instruments, tell jokes, tap dance, or provide some other form of entertainment. In the corner of this particular can of terror sardines was a slave sardine wearing a little red beret. His face was all puffy and cut up and both his eyes were black and blue as a result of getting his ass beat all the time. Despite his injuries, the slave sardine was sawing away at a tiny violin. Dude was fucking some serious shit up, too, playing this real fast classical stuff, like some fucking Paganini or Pagaravioli or Pagapepperoni or some sick shit like that. Even with the lid now peeled open, the slave sardine continued to play that violin like it was nobody's goddamn business. Here, the can of terror sardines said as one of the undead little fish launched from the container and into my mouth. It was the worst thing I'd ever tasted, but I chewed and swallowed it nevertheless. To be specific, terror sardines tasted something like dried-out white dog turds marinated in a mixture of rat piss and expired generic cough syrup, while terror sauce 
tasted like spent motor oil mixed with the chunky, hot vomit of a baboon that was in the habit of eating its own feces. If that mixture were then infused with the watery jism of a syphilitic pedophile clown. Is that not the best thing you've ever tasted in your life? The can asked. Hmm. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I said, feigning an air of indecision as I forced the rancid mush down my gullet. Now... Granted, it's pretty good, I lied. But I don't know that it's the best thing I've ever tasted. I mean, it's hard to say. One terror sardine is not much food. It's difficult to make an accurate judgment based on such a small sample, you know. If that can of terror sardines had had a set of ears, anger smoke would have spewed out of them right about now. The thing trembled with rage before it said, as through clenched teeth, Okay, then, Mr. Picky-Ass Foodie Motherfucker, here's another one. A second terror sardine shot out of the can to land in my mouth. Man, it's still kind of hard to say, I said after forcing myself to chew and swallow that second putrefied fish and drink more of that revolting sauce. I mean, these things are good, there's no doubt about that. But these portions are just so small that it's really hard for me to tell if they're the best food I've ever tasted in my life. Sorry, but I really need more to go on. And some more of that terror sauce, too, please. That gullible shit-for-brains can tossed me yet another terror sardine, this one dripping with even more terror sauce. I pressed on with my ruse, 
telling the can that I was that much closer to being able to make a final decision with each terror sardine it tossed in my pie hole. I did this until there was only one terror sardine left in the can. See, every can of terror sardines and terror sauce is always greater than the sum of its parts. Its sentience and supernatural powers derive from the collective sentience and supernatural powers of each individual terror sardine and each molecule of terror sauce packaged in the can. Thus, each time a terror sardine or a gob of terror sauce was removed from the can, the larger collective being lost more of its supernatural strength and cunning. However, this can of terror sardines managed to figure out my scheme just as its cargo was reduced to one last terror sardine and one final dollop of terror sauce. Hey! It said, all slow and stupid now. Uh, I see what you're up to. Hey, how about you toss me the last terror sardine there, big boss? Then I'll know for sure if terror sardines are the most delicious food on the planet. Fuck you, motherfucker! I'm about to open you up like a can of motherfucking sardines! But the thing was too weak to pry my chest open any more than it already had. It was barely strong enough to keep me pinned down to the floor. That beret-wearing, violin-playing slave sardine was in on my plan now. I'd given him a conspiratorial wink at about the eighth or ninth terror sardine I'd eaten. He'd winked back. Dude was definitely on the level. A second after the can threatened me, the slave sardine stopped playing his music and bashed the last terror sardine over the head with his violin. The dazed, undead fish didn't have a chance to react as the slave sardine then lifted it up in its tiny fins and pitched it out of the can. I caught the slimy little bastard in my left hand and squeezed it into terror mush. That last gob of terror sauce tried to slither away from the sardine violinist, its dozens of remaining eyes darting chaotically around inside its jellied mass in a great panic, but it had nowhere to go. My dude, the slave sardine, used his violin like a ladle to scoop the gunk up and fling it out of the can. At that moment, the spell of the can of terror sardines and terror sauce broke, and my hands were free to unroll my ruined chest like a rug and tuck things back into place to the best of my ability. However, I was now bleeding all over, the broken spell of the can's terror magic no longer stopping the flow of my blood as it had done before to prolong my agony during the torture. <laughs> you my dog, I said to the sardine. We gave each other a high five. Well, a high one. He's slapping my pinky with one of his pectoral fins. Listen, I need an ambulance fast or I'm gonna die. My Sally is up on the counter over there. I need you to hop up there and dial 911 for me. Can you do that, my tiny little son? I got your back, brah, the sardine said. You saved me from those sick fucks. You freed me from my prison. I'm indebted to you for life. The sardine did as I asked. You saved my life that day. By the way, the sardine's name was fucking Francois. 
Fucking Francois and I became besties that day. In fact, just a week later, we moved in together. Yo, I got your back, fucking Francois said to me one morning five years later. I was sitting at my little kitchen table enjoying a breakfast of Lucky Charms. Fucking Francois stood upright on the opposite end of the table, propped up on the forked prongs of his tail fin like feet, red beret in place on his head, and diminutive violin slung over his dorsal fin with a strap like a guitar. I know you do, man, I said, after shoveling a heaping spoonful of soggy Lucky Charms into my Lucky Charms hole. You don't need to tell me that. No, man. I mean, I really got your back. I know you do, dude. We've been friends for five years now. During that time, you've gotten me out of more than a few scrapes. Shit, we've traveled the goddamn world three times over, you and I. We've saved each other's asses dozens of times and robbed like over a hundred banks together. We've banged more hot women and hot female sardines than I can count. I got your back too, fucking Francois. We're a team. Bros for life, homeboy. No, you still don't quite understand. See, I actually have your back. Like I said, fucking Francois, I know you do, I replied, my voice now edged with just a hint of annoyance. I got yours, too. Dude, I'm trying to tell you that I literally have your back. I chuckled. Now you're just talking silly. You hire something? Hey, if you're holding out on me with that diggity-dank bubonic chronic or something, I'ma be real pissed, Dalla. Fucking Francois turned away from me, leaned down towards the chair behind him, a chair that I thought was empty. Now I could see a black garbage bag propped up on the seat. I watched curiously as fucking Francois jumped onto the bag, loosened the red drawstring, and reached inside with his little fins to haul something out. Bear in mind that fucking Francois was strong as hell for a normal non-terror sardine. My expression of curiosity morphed into one of abject horror when fucking Francois extracted a long, wide, bloody slab of meat from the bag. A sheet of raw flesh sheathed on one side in a layer of nearly hairless pale skin dotted here and there with a few familiar-looking moles. He let the unskinned hunk of meat drop onto the tabletop with a sick, wet thud. See? the tiny fish asked. The awful realization finally setting in, I set my spoon down and slowly brought my hands behind me to feel my back. Where my probing fingertips should have encountered smooth skin stretched tautly over sculpted muscle and bone, they instead touched the slick, wet bones of my exposed ribcage. My fingers then traced a path along the slimy ridges of my exposed spinal column before encountering the sickly soft curved shape of my kidneys, followed by the moist fibrous texture of the expanding and contracting sacs that were my lungs. This morning, while you were sleeping, the sardine said matter-of-factly, I soaked a rag with chloroform and put it over your face to keep you from gaining consciousness while I prepped you. Then I injected your back with a strong local anesthetic and administered an epidural block. That's why you're not in any pain right now. However, I didn't do anything to suppress the bleeding, so I'm guessing you have maybe 20 seconds or so to live. Brah. I glanced down at the pool of my lifeblood blooming on the floor. 
suddenly feeling cold and faint. Yo, I thought you were my, my boy, I croaked. That's when the sardine jumped down to the floor, careful to avoid my blood, and hopped over to the other side of the kitchen, where, to my great surprise, I saw my mom standing in the doorway. She held a suitcase in each hand. One was quite large, while the other was about the size of a nine-volt battery. The little one I knew belonged to fucking Francois. Mom? Not... Not you, too. I'm afraid so, Tommy, she said. Fucking Francois and I have been, well, fucking for about two months now. He and I are taking all the money you two earned robbing banks and moving to Bora Bora. Sorry, honey. Granted, a mother's unconditional love for her child is one of the most powerful and enduring things in the universe. But that love just doesn't hold a candle to the exquisite pleasure of having a handsome ass, smooth-talking, beret-wearing, crack-smoking sardine burrow deep into your colon to play Pagapepperoni on his pointy but well-lubricated fiddle. It's Paganini, not Pagapepperoni, you stupid white trash bitch! Fucking Francois said as he leaped up from the floor and slapped my mom hard across the face, causing her to giggle and blush. And it's a violin, not a fiddle, you ignorant job of a hut looking crack whore! He said as he sprung up into the air a second time to slap mom across the other side of her face, making her giggle and blush even more. Hey, you keep your dirty hands, I mean, fins, off my mom. And you can't talk to her like that. Man, fuck you, fucking Francois. And fuck that cheap hipster beret of yours. I'll fucking squash you two were my last words. I slipped out of my chair, fell hard onto the bloody floor, died, and was reincarnated as a goddamn miserable speck of terror algae floating on the slimy surface of a terror lake, only to be gobbled up by a terror sardine three seconds after my reincarnation. After the second death, I didn't reincarnate into anything else. That was fucking it. Moral of the story, don't trust anyone, ever. Yeah, not even your own mom. Because the second you think someone has your back, you might just find out that they actually have your back! I hope you enjoyed today's story. Terra Sardines in Terra Sauce was written by Douglas Hackle, narrated by Persephone Rose, with music by Phil Andrews and Bugici, and Ira Ratz. More on that chat later on. Sound effects were provided by Skyclad and Zapsplat.com. Be sure to head over to douglashackle.wordpress.com for more of Douglas's stories. Be sure to check out Emperor Pigs, Persephone's other podcast. Also, you can hear her on my other podcast, The Other Stories, a weekly short horror, sci-fi, thriller, and WTF podcast. Check out more of my work at www.lukecondor.com, and that's Condor with a K, or support me in my efforts at patreon.com forward slash Luke of Condor. But more importantly, 
be sure to check out more Bizarro Fiction. There's a ton of weird, fantastically strange stories out there, and they're just waiting for you to go and absorb them. So, that's it then. This is the end of the episode. See you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.